welcome to the Sincerely Mere podcast, the podcast taking a Christ-centered approach to holistic health along with a focus on slow, conscious living, and of course, cultivating nourishing, sustainable habits for you and your family. Today, I am joined by Jenna Whitehead. Jenna is a Houston, Texas-based nutritionist who will be finishing her nutritional therapy practitioner certification by the end of November. Um, So... She is officially now a nutritional therapy practitioner, and you are able to work with her. Um, She'll be launching her one-on-one coaching in January with a focus on helping busy and burned-out women restore their minerals and refresh their metabolisms to be able to fully live in their calling and purpose without getting slowed down by frustrating symptoms and constant fatigue. She loves all things related to metabolic and holistic health. She is also a worship leader for her church's youth group and loves to try new burger places with her husband any chance they get. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I had a lot of fun talking with Jenna today. Um, She's very knowledgeable. um, And I just, yeah, you guys are going to glean a lot from this interview. So with that, I will not bore you with any more details or me, you know, rambling on like I tend to do. And we'll just jump right into the interview. Here's Jenna. Okay, Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, For starters, do you want to share a little bit about you? Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Jenna and I just turned 30. I've been married for about five years. And oh my goodness. I I didn't realize you were 30. (laughs) You look way younger than 30. (laughs) Yes. That is kind of the story of my life. I never look like how old I am. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so we live Definitely in Southeast Texas. Right there. <laughs> We're in Southeast Texas, and okay. um, I just am about to finish my nutritional therapy certification. So, launching into that sphere at the end of this year. But um, yeah, kind of my like backstory just with my health is I've like been pretty much underweight, underweight, and under eating my like whole life. And so when I was in my twenties, I was like just constantly struggling with like all the hormonal issues, missing periods, digestive, fatigue, you know, all the things. And so just jumped from diet to diet, but pretty much was like continuing to undereat, like not intentionally, but I just like didn't know. Um, So kind of five years ago, I like came into the, I guess, functional medicine space um, and just started like a more natural journey of like wanting to heal my hormones and digestion. And I just like kept hitting a lot of roadblocks, um, and didn't see a lot of progress. And it was like, somehow I knew that there was a bigger picture, um, that I was missing, but no one that I was like seeing was really getting to the root of any of those symptoms and issues. And so Mm -hmm. that's what launched me just into like researching myself and, um, you know, wanting to dig deeper. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds a lot like me, at least towards the beginning. I've always been underweight without realizing it, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. It's like you just, (laughs) you don't realize you're underweight until you learn about nourishment. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, (laughs) I need to gain gain some weight here. (laughs) I know, honestly, like I'm still waiting for my boobs to come in. If that's even possible, (laughs) we're holding out hope, like... Yeah, yeah, Maybe I know. <laughs> the only reason mine came back was because I bre- I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> yes, but otherwise, I I never had them either. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I know. Yeah, we just don't realize um, when I don't know. Maybe you just have like a faster metabolism growing up, and whatever you know diet our parents had us on, like it can just be 
pretty easy to do, which I mean, mm-hmm. I think we realize mm-hmm. doing coaching is like, that is a major issue for most women, you know, especially yeah. when you're eating clean, you know, quote unquote, it's mm-hmm. extremely easy. So, yes. Um, okay. So you are in the same school or like education or like learning system that I was in the nutritional therapy yeah. association. Um, were you into like the metabolic type education before jumping into the NTA or was it like kind of as you're going through this program, you're like, it's intrigued, you're getting more and more into it, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I was actually very, um, in already like the pro metabolic education realm okay. and read like Kate Deering's book, you know, how to heal your metabolism before um, I started the NTA, because that was basically like learning from all these women in the pro metabolic realm was what spurred me on to just see like, this is so um, just like such a powerful way to go about nutrition. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just started like looking into some of their like certifications and credentials and yeah, Mm -hmm. I was like, I would love to do this. Um, Obviously, the NTA doesn't teach a specifically pro-metabolic, you know, Mm -hmm. aspect, but it does segue very nicely and like lays that foundation that we can build on from Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, that's all. That's what I loved about it, too, because I was the same way as you. I was into the metabolic stuff and that's like learning that most of them went to the NTA at -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, let's do this. And then, you know, it's like the very first module you're learning about like Weston A. Price and like all that stuff. I was like, I love Uh that. Um, And then, you know, later on, it's like, you just kind of pick and choose, but that it was really nice having like the background knowledge going into it. Because it was very easy to be like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with this, but yes. you know, I can take this and run with it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And then how they just so well, just all the foundations of your health. It's like, okay, that's exactly what you need to be able to run a successful practice and like see results with people is just like addressing that in a metabolically supportive way, for sure. Yeah, it is. And it just really helps connect some of those dots, you know, that when we're learning from these girls on Instagram or when we're reading books, like it's not the big picture. And so I feel like with going through the NTA, it's been a lot of connecting dots, laying an amazing Mm -hmm. foundation, um, you know, just really getting that big picture aspect of the whole body, you know, that we need to be able to, um, you know, work on our health and help other women like see the bigger picture in their health too. And we're. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So if you're all ready, we can jump into the audience questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. First one. So does, does basically everyone need more magnesium? This is like a three, there's three questions here. Does everybody need more magnesium? Is the spray a good option? And if so, what brands do you recommend? Awesome. (laughs) I love this. And I've been learning a lot about this lately. So this is perfect. Um, So the answer to the first one, does basically everyone need more magnesium? Like yes and no. We all, yeah, need to be getting plenty of magnesium because we know it's so important for like thousands of processes in the body, right? Um, We know our soil is depleted. We know it's hard to get enough in food. But what I've learned and like personally experienced in myself recently is that you have to make sure your sodium and potassium levels are in a good place 
before mm-hmm. adding in that oral magnesium supplement. Um, because if you start adding in magnesium and you are low or you're not getting enough of those other two minerals that really play a part in just your whole metabolic adrenal function, um, that's going to cause even more stress. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, but yeah. usually, yes, it is pretty safe to use a spray or mineral drops, um, you know, that have some magnesium since that isn't such strong of a dose, but you definitely don't want to just be taking an oral magnesium supplement unless you've done an HGMA and you know that your body is like definitely ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I experienced this this past year. Really? And I was basically pounding the magnesium. Like mm-hmm. I was taking so much magnesium because like, yeah, we need magnesium. I know I'm low. Um, and I like was just sleeping horribly. I was feeling restless. And overall, like I just knew I wasn't handling stress very well. And mm-hmm. so when I got my HTMA results back, I was so low in sodium and potassium. And so okay. it was just so eye-opening. Um, and how so were, out of curiosity, how were your magnesium levels? Like, were they, they were like in too. range? Yeah, they, okay, they okay. Low. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low. I had like the four lows, low sodium, low calcium, low potassium, low magnesium. Okay. <laughs> you know, just in, like in a stressed state for sure. Yeah. Um, and so I pulled back from those magnesium subs and have just been focusing on getting like plenty of adrenal cocktails, you know, stuff that's just really rich in potassium, upping my mm-hmm. sodium and working on obviously like addressing my stress. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not taxing my adrenal glands like quite so bad and yeah. overworking them and, you know, doing all the digestive things and blood sugar that like we know lays that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not kidding. Like I started sleeping better within a week after I wow. put on the magnesium. That's crazy. But I mean, you think it would do the opposite. Like I would need mm-hmm. to take more to sleep better because that's kind of like what it what they helps say in the body. Or, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's really important to understand where like your body is specifically and what it needs before just like throwing a supplement at it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the, the same. And I'm, yeah, I'm really glad you opened with the sodium and potassium thing. And then even suggesting ways to like, support your body by getting those levels up. Um, the adrenal cocktails, that's exactly what Mm -hmm. you'd want to go for. And then you even get the vitamin C in there too. So that's just the added bonus. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really interesting because like the type of magnesium is also very important to consider Uh because, okay. When I had my first HTMA done, my, um, my magnesium levels were like perfect. Um, and I wish that I could read because my first HTMA was like three years ago. I could wow. not remember the type of magnesium that I, I took, I was taking during that time. But then eventually I switched to magnesium bicarbonate, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people recommend now, which I, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it is a very good, it's like most identifiable within our bodies. Um, and what would be like in our soil if it wasn't taken away. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it's a great uh, option. But when I was taking that, when I got my next HTMA done, it was like really low. And so like my body wasn't using it properly mm-hmm. <laughs> that, or I was just very, very stressed and I needed to take more, um, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was contemplating 
switching to like magnesium glycinate, you know, the, just like mm-hmm. an oral supplement and trying out that. Um, but that's, that's the beauty of like bioindividuality and like recognizing your body and what's going to work for you. Because yeah. if all these people are like preaching magnesium bicarbonate, magnesium, whatever, you know, it's like, don't, don't just do it because everybody's saying to do it, like mm-hmm. try it out. Does it work for you? If it's not, then try something else. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for pregnancy, I noticed that the spray was like the best that was working best for me. Um, nice. I, I was like remembering to do that every day and it did help my sleep. Um, and it helped with like other things too. Like, I mean, I never have had restless legs in pregnancy. I know some people struggle with that, but that would help if you mm-hmm. do have that. Um, and then even like cramping, you know, cause when you're, when you're pregnant, <laughs> the Charlie horses are no good. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, just a heads up, <laughs> but magnesium, magnesium's great for that too. So yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's great to know about um, just the spray in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was going to say, I think for brand wise spray, mm-hmm. I have personally tried the life flow and like okay. it. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people also recommend like the ancient minerals one yep. um, is good. So both mm-hmm. of those are good brands for spray. Um, yeah. Like if you've never had an HTMA or you're not working with someone like that's just a really good place to start um mm-hmm. as well as you know just low dosing and seeing how your body yes. responds um because i think that's just like the beauty of what you know we're trying to do with education is just like we need to remind ourselves that we can listen to our body and like know what it's saying you know yeah, it's helpful exactly. to have a test it's helpful to have someone come alongside you but we also can really tune in yeah and um listen and see what, what our body's doing and what, how it's responding to things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So next question, when pregnant, how should you increase your minerals to make up for the minerals that the baby takes? Do you have a take on this? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, personally, I haven't been pregnant yet. (laughs) <laughs> hopefully one day you know lord willing yeah. um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i know you can probably speak into this a lot more but from what i've learned um and seen and i know you've done multiple posts and talked about this quite a bit on your page but i know it is super important to be getting plenty of mineral rich foods in during pregnancy and then you know postpartum of course we want to be working on replenishing those minerals you know that moms lose during the third trimester transferred to the baby Um, so how to do that and what I plan on doing if, and when I ever get pregnant would just be to incorporate as many nutrient dense and mineral rich foods as I can. And, you know, that might look like some whole food supplements too, like beef liver and oysters, you know, for the vitamin B, um, the zinc, the copper, those cod liver oil for vitamin A plenty of adrenal cocktails for the sodium, potassium, vitamin C. Um, And then Mm -hmm. we love collagen and gelatin for, you know, amino acids to balance out the muscle meats that we're eating. Um, And then I would hope to do like a lot of raw dairy products as well for the vitamin A and D and calcium. And so that's personally what I would focus on during pregnancy. Um, Mm -hmm. And then postpartum, like just continuing that as well and making sure I'm eating plenty and really keeping up with that energy output that breastfeeding requires, um, which is even more, you know, than pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. 
Yeah, I that was pretty mind blowing to me when I was like, "What? You need more calories breastfeeding than even when you're pregnant?" Yeah, um, it's <laughs> so you're just hungry all the time. It's like not hard to get the calories in because you're just like you're that just that Aww. hungry. But it's crazy. <laughs> like, wow, how much yeah. more you eat when you're breastfeeding? <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's been your experience with like pregnancy and breastfeeding and just like mineral re- replenishing? Yeah, honestly, it. It, pretty much what you're saying. That's what I've been focusing on. Um, or that's what I focused on when I was pregnant, even more so. Uh, if you're comfortable taking She Legit, that's an option mm-hmm. that has like tons yeah, of minerals one. in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only if you're comfortable. I know some people, you know, they're... Yeah. You know, but that's that's okay. Um, but yeah, I took She Legit. I did beef liver and cod liver oil. Um, I had a lot of adrenal cocktails like I did adrenal cocktails like three times a day Uh (laughs) um and they just like they were so (laughs) life-giving and even now you know it's the same thing uh all right so tell me more about your NTA experience and what classes are you looking to do next oh yeah so we kind of touched on this at the beginning um It's been amazing. I am so happy that I went through the NTA to get my certification. It it has been really doable. Um, Even working pretty much full-time and having a pretty busy schedule outside of work, which I was worried about. And so Mm -hmm. even though I had a lot of study, you know, and experience going into the program, Mm -hmm. um, it like I'm so glad that I went through it because it really did help connect so many of the dots and just lay an amazing foundation for going deeper than I had before. So it's Mm -hmm. been great. Um, Currently, I'm not planning on doing another program right away, but I am learning HTMA and diving, you know, deep into that right now as I'm finishing up NTA next month. Um, I could at some point probably see myself leaning toward learning some like functional blood chemistry or possibly a GI map, but we'll see. I'm not, I'm really not in a rush. Um, there's just so much you can do with the HTMA. And so I'm excited about that, but Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see. Awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to take Morley's course, Mm -hmm. the root cause program. Oh, I would, I would really like to do that, but it's not our budget right now. Maybe someday. <laughs> yes, um, I know. You, you yeah. can always continue doing the next program, the next course, learning the next lab work. It really never ends. So it's it, just it, little steps yeah. at a time. Um, yep. Yep. It really doesn't. Um, I thought I was going to ask one other thing. Oh, yeah. What did you take? Did you take like a specific course for the htma or did you get like a cheat sheet or like how are you learning that i did it through or i'm currently doing it through um jensen's test don't guess oh program. yeah mm-hmm. yeah my yeah, friend's doing she, that too yeah she has mm-hmm. the course um and it's so good and then she came out with an app um that really just helps streamline the process and um, awesome kind of make it like a little bit of less of a learning curve because it is such a complicated test. Um, And so that's been amazing, like to really kind Mm -hmm. of just do like a crash course in it and feel pretty confident in um, understanding them and and really getting really Mm -hmm. effective um, protocols from it. What about you? How did you learn yours? Um, Okay. So my friend Katie McCursey, she's holistico underscore Katie, I think. Yeah. On Instagram. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, but she specializes in like acne and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she came out with like a it's it's like a document basically. Okay. And so she has like all the it's breaking down like all the levels and the ratios and then like what they could mean if they're high or low and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um so that's what I got. But I think the test don't guess, do they does she offer that app even if you didn't buy the course? Like you can get like a subscription or something to it? The you know? app comes with the course. She used to okay. do a subscription, but now she oh, just okay. included it into the course. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, I thought sure my can do it separately from that. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with my friend. She must have told me when she was still offering it. But yeah, she was saying something about that. I was like, oh, that would be cool to have. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that is awesome. Uh, okay. Last question. Can you break down more on good versus bad cholesterol? <laughs> so fun. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Loaded. Yeah. yeah talk cholesterol. as long as you need. <laughs> <laughs> cholesterol is such a big conversation right now, which is so good because mm-hmm. it is important that like these things are coming to light that have been accepted for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have just had some friends recently like tell them their doctors tell them that their cholesterol is high and I'm just like "Mm, like is it really though like is that really all that's going on Um, Mm -hmm. because there's definitely more going on there than just you know quote-unquote high cholesterol so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean let's break down kind of the different types and like what those each mean yeah so if I'm remembering right first like dietary cholesterol does not actually significantly affect blood cholesterol in most people so like if you're eating things in high fat it's not necessarily going to be affecting most people's cholesterol levels so it definitely can in can in some um, but not most i think it's like 75 percent of people it doesn't affect their blood levels 25 percent of people it does so about a quarter of the population you know it can affect your blood level um But then we've also got studies that show that even for the 25% of people that might have raised cholesterol from food, it doesn't actually raise their chances for heart disease. Right. So that's good to know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's not like a majorly significant amount. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So just because your blood cholesterol might raise through what you're eating doesn't necessarily correlate to you're going to have heart disease, you know, right. Or whatever down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, cholesterol is like super important with hormone production. Um, you know, building and repairing membranes, converting bile, um, in the liver. It's like a precursor for all of our sex hormones. So, I mean, we know we need to be getting plenty to make Mm -hmm. sure all those things are happening. Um, and it's interesting because it's really not the cholesterol that causes the issues. It's the carriers of the cholesterol, um, which are categorized into two types that are the ones actually getting labeled good or bad. And so we have the HDL, which is high density lipoproteins and LDL or low density lipoproteins. And those are what get out of balance um, and start causing problems. So if the low-density lipoproteins, the LDLs, start getting out of balance, that's what's going to lead to calcification of tissues, um, which then is going to cause potentially some buildup in the arteries, which then starts that cascade of heart problems. Um, And even with the LDLs, 
it's not the level that is typically concerning. And this is hard to explain, but it's actually the particle number. So it really gets like you got to go deep into that, like almost molecular level that it's a particle number that gives a more accurate picture of the risk. And so depending on what people's doctors are testing, like they might not be getting the the level versus the particle number and really understanding what's at play. Um, And there's some factors, you know, that might increase that LDL particle number and that are those are like leaky gut infection, hypothyroidism, sometimes genetics um, can play a part in that. But we know, you know, PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids and Mm -hmm. trans fats and a processed diet are definitely not helpful when it comes to, you know, this topic and your heart health, your overall health. Um, Mm -hmm. But when like you're trying to improve your cholesterol levels and your heart health, like looking at the whole body is always going to be key. Because, I mean, like we mentioned, leaky gut, hypothyroidism, inflammation, all these things need to be addressed from a whole body perspective. And they can be healed, um, but just not by throwing medications for every individual system. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a lot there, but that's based, basically like the overview of how cholesterol works and what causes it to get out of balance. Um, but you really do, yeah, have to look at the whole body and really see what else is going on. Um before you can just start addressing like your cholesterol levels high or, you know, your, your LDL levels are off. Yeah. It's all about the context and Mm -hmm. why is it, you know, all of that. Yes, exactly. That was a really great answer. I don't have anything to add. (laughs) Eat more saturated (laughs) fat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally, (laughs) please. (laughs) Um, Because if you're not consuming any dietary cholesterol, then your body makes its own. And that's yeah. a whole nother, mm-hmm. that's what actually affects your cholesterol levels mm-hmm. as she kind of broke down already. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was the last question. So if you want to go ahead and break or share like where we can find you when you're graduating, all the, all those fun things, <laughs> go ahead. Aww, yeah, this has been so fun. Um, so you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Well Grounded Nutrition. You have TikTok. I'm going to have to yeah. find you. I, cool. this is kind of a side tangent. I was pretty strong on TikTok whenever I first started my account and did less on Instagram and realized that TikTok is not great for my nervous system. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It is I don't a totally different beast than Instagram. And so I really shifted my focus back to Instagram and maybe we'll mm-hmm. pick up TikTok again one day, but I do have some videos there if, Yeah, um, you want to watch them. But yeah. So I know what were you going to say about TikTok? Oh yeah. I just, it's, I feel the same way. It's like the, the features and like the extra stuff, like, like will blink really fast at you. <laughs> and it's like all these like I don't know, all the different scene changes and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, like it's yeah, just way it, too much. <laughs> me, it was more just like who's coming across your stuff is so random. Oh Versus yeah. It's like with Instagram, you have a little bit more control over like people that actually want to see your content are probably going to see it. Versus oh, they're not like bullying TikTok, you. it just pushes it out to whoever the heck is out there and you don't know what you're going to get. And so yep. that was a little bit more challenging for me to just kind of, Mm-hmm. I, I get that. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I have. Um, I'm finishing up in November for the NCA and planning on 
coaching and starting my um, practice one-on-one probably closer to January. I'll be offering HCMA testing, nutritional therapy guidance, all the things. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you want to see a little bit more of what I do, I have a freebie, which is like a 15-page pro-metabolic hormone freebie, which I'm actually planning on pulling and revamping soon and possibly turning into more of an ebook. So people can definitely go get that while it's still free. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've got right now. Once I start in January, I'll be um, looking forward to, yeah, hopefully meeting some more girls and getting going. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And so this episode will probably be out by the time she's graduated. So you just got to hang tight till January and then you can work with Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for for coming on. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. I've had so much fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review. Everything I mentioned today will be linked in the episode description below. If you would like to keep up with my day-to-day life, you can find me at Sincerely Mir on Instagram.